I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Continuing season three celebration of incredible women, we're joined by the hilarious Rosie Ramsey, co-host of the Shag Married Annoyed podcast, along with her husband, comedian Chris Ramsey. The down-to-earth duo have provided some much-needed life relief over the last few months as they share their couple annoyances as well as hilarious audience confessions. It has put a smile on my face every time I tuned in, which is exactly why it is such a treat to speak to Rosie about how it's been working with her husband and the success of the show. On today's podcast, Rosie also shares her favourite podcast genre, True Crime, who would have thought it? And some firm favourites of this genre, which includes Man in the Window, Blood Ties and Girl Taken. We also chat about motherhood and podcasts such as Scummy Mummy and Happy Mum, Happy Baby, both of which Rosie has actually guested on. I hope the selection gives you your next fix of podcast to enjoy and some great surprises in there. So without further ado, on to today's episode with the brilliant, the radical, Rosie Ramsey. Rosie Ramsey, welcome to Castaway. Thank you so much for having me. I am so delighted to have you on because for for me, you're a little bit of a podcast queen yourself. Oh, (laughs) I don't know if I'd say that, mine, but thank you so much. I mean, you've been doing your own podcast, recording from home. I mean, a lot of us are working from home at the moment, but you've been doing this for a long time. I know. Do you know what? It actually, it's no different for us, for the podcast. And um, it was quite nice because I think everybody else who's been doing podcasts in studios, when this pandemic all happened, everyone was like, oh my goodness, we've got to go from home. And me and Chris were like, oh, we've got everything already set up. You know, we're ready to rock and roll. It was literally no different. Everyone's coming to you for advice. Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know about that. Like... Last time I saw you was at the Global Awards earlier this year when, you know, you were just picking up an award for your podcast, oh, as yeah. one does. Do we were that? just chatting about that the other day, actually, Chris and I, because um, that was a really fun night. And that was that was our last night out before lockdown. And uh, we were just saying, I think it was only yesterday we were saying, I was like, I'm so happy that we had that mm-hmm. really good night out before it all just kicked off and went a bit mental. Like the last blowout, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Little, little, little did we know. Well, let's talk about that podcast, um, the award-winning podcast. <laughs> Do you know, I feel like it's been going longer than it has, but it was only a year ago or so, over a year ago that you launched it. Yeah, yeah. Shied, married, annoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's always been around. Oh, do you? Are we yeah. like a, just an old, an old relative now? Just <laughs> always there. Sitting in the corner in the rocking chair, just always there, rocking away. <laughs> I mean, all... it's a compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> At the moment, the figures I'm looking at now is over 19 million downloads, probably more now. Frequently We've got 25. <gasps> Shut the front door. 25? We've just, yeah, we've just released a press release this morning. How strange, 25 million downloads we've got. I didn't so, even look at these figures that long ago. That's that's a huge jump. I think it's th- I think it's actually been through lockdown. People yeah. are listening to podcasts so much more mm-hmm. than what they were. Um and I think that I think that new number is just over the last month. Insane. 
Have you always been a fan of podcasts? And, and whose idea was it to, to do this? It was my idea. To be honest, we... It came about because Chris used to do Facebook Lives when he was promoting his tour. Mm -hmm. And um, I was always just kind of in the background. And we on a couple of videos that we did, they got like 3 million views. And everyone was like, who's your wife? Blah, blah. And then it just, everyone kind of asked about me. And because Chris talks about me quite a lot in his stand-up, he talks about Robin and I quite a lot, my little boy. It just came about like that. And I started listening to podcasts. And I've got a background in radio as well. Mm -hmm. So I said to Chris should we do a podcast? And it was actually, it wasn't until a year later that we actually got time to do it. Um, and I had started listening to podcasts because I was like, if we're going to do one, I need to know a bit more about it. Because I hadn't listened to one before we did ours. Oh, really? No, not at all. And then I was hooked. Once mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research, I was like, these are amazing. We didn't really expect it to go anywhere. Um, it wasn't monetized or anything like that. It wasn't monetized for a long time. And we just did it as a bit of fun. Um, as like, you know, as a partner of a comedian who works away a lot, you don't see them very often. Which is a good so thing, to be honest. It, it is quite good. It is good. Don't get me wrong. But it was nice to kind of sit yeah. down and have to have a conversation for mm -hmm. an hour. Um, and, and that's where it came from, yeah. And you're still recording the podcast at the moment. Has Have you noticed a change in the relationship since you're in lockdown together? Because as you said, you you know, your other half is, is normally away for a lot of time. Now you're kind of with each other all the time. How does that affect the dynamics uh, with Robin at home as well? At first, Laura, I'm not going to lie, it was really lovely. It was like a novelty. It was just mm -hmm. great having him home all the time, having help with Robin. We had lovely family time. It was gorgeous. The weather was amazing. I was like, this isn't too bad. Right now, we are sick of the sight of each other. <laughs> I am desperate for him to go back on tour, which I don't think will be happening for a while. Mm -hmm. um, the novelty has absolutely worn off. And yeah, I'm sick of the sight of them, both of them. <laughs> him and Robin. Honestly, I'm like, please, I love you both so much. But just, I just need, like... I just want an hour by myself. Do you know what I mean? You can have an hour talking on Castaway away from both of them. Exactly. <laughs> Chris has set this up for me and then they, they've gone outside to play. And I was like, just leave me for an hour, please, please. It's really been lovely uh, watching the podcast grow. I think it's, how many episodes have you done? It's over 60. You haven't reached 100 yet, have you? No, it's, I think it's at 63 at the minute or yeah. 64. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I mean, I'm going to talk about how I first got into it because I, I like podcasts and I have for a long time. But again, I don't think I realized just the diverse range there was. I kind of mm. started off listening to a lot of Super Soul, Oprah Winfrey and all these motivational ones. And then yeah. I got into, from doing this podcast, I got into some quite dark podcasts, which we'll talk about later on because yeah. you, misses have a very specific type of podcast yeah. that you like that people may be surprised about. Mm -hmm. But um, I was listening to a lot of dark podcasts and I was driving last Christmas to Ireland because I've got a dog and that bloody dog is not allowed on the plane so I have to drive oh, which no. Rosie takes <laughs> such a long time I think oh, how long hours. is that oh my god like uh, most of my life I feel it's oh, eight hours god. eight hours to Hollyhead then there's a boat for three and a half hours and then <gasps> from Dublin to where my mom is so me and me and Ian were doing that drive and I think we're at the end of the drive and we thought Do you know what I want to kill you, get out of the car. Um, and we were listening to a lot of murder podcasts. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let's just throw on a little bit of Rosie and Chris, Shag Married Annoyed, and you saved our relationship. So I'd like to thank you right now. Oh, we you had a lovely giggle. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> we, we needed that. Um, you get a lot of um, questions from the public. So you've got like an email address where people can message in. You must get a lot of messages. 
we get we get thousands. I'm currently sitting on about 15,000 emails that I haven't read yet. And to be honest, the questions that we get, I mean, some of them are, oh God, Laura, they're so grim, honestly. Some of them are too rude to read out. <laughs> and that's saying something because if you listen to our podcast, it's pretty mm-hmm. rude. But here's a little story segueing from that. Go for it. Into another one. All right, ready for this? Go for it. Hi, Chris and Rosie. After listening to this week's podcast and Rosie's interest to become an online picker for people shopping, I thought I'd write this email in as this is exactly what I do at a high-end supermarket. Oh, look at all the bloody high-end, that's bragging. No one said just supermarket, you're all bloody giving it large, aren't you? Yeah, I tell you what. I just like it when posh people listen to a show, so that's good. Yeah, to be fair. Oh yeah, and when the shop opens, I take it to people's cars in the car park to help load it in their boots. Okay. Can you do that? Is that something you can do? She can do it, she can do it. Mm. This is a recent role I've taken up, and by the first day, I was traumatised. <laughs> and when you hear why, you won't get it out of your head. Oh. oh, no. On the first early morning of picking people's online shopping, I had two fairly normal weekly shops to complete for customers. You know, bread, eggs, cereal, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the third online shop I had to collect consisted of some very interesting items. Just to set the scene, oh God. an online shop must be at least £45 or over to be picked for. Nothing less. The order was mainly consisted of multiple types of condoms. Fuck me. Multiple types of lube. Jesus. Large cucumbers. No. Yes. No. No. I was confused by this order. Are you kidding? No. Have you heard they're some ne- of the But they're neck on get. some people, man. The online shop mm-hmm. and high end. We don't get them from blooming wherever this is. Oh, go on. Read on. I so well. I was confused by this order and thought, well... At least someone's enjoying quarantine. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And having a salad. Well, that's what they've put. Huge, massive salads and sex. (laughs) Someone's living the dream. (laughs) Um, As it was on my list of orders, I had to pick the items with very odd looks from my colleagues when they saw my trolley full of sex equipment and cucumbers. Brilliant. I completed this online shop and the rest of my chores of the early morning. And when the shop opened, the customer who completed this shop came to collect it, and I had to take it to them. When I reached the car, out came a barely mobile man in his late 70s, and in the passenger seat was his wife, who was knitting some kind of scarf or something. I was shocked. As I was loading the shopping into their car, I glanced over and saw the old guy inspecting the products he'd bought. Reading the labels of each one showed his wife, who looked delighted. I didn't know where to look. I had become as red as a tomato through pure embarrassment. I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. As I finished packing his shopping, I said, Enjoy your day, sir, with a grin, and turned to walk back to the store. He replied, We will, young man, and winked at me. (laughs) Oh, I've got to respect that. I've only skimmed the surface with the emails and I just, I wish I had more time to delve a bit deeper. And other people have offered, Daisy Knight, who's fantastic, she she produces the podcast for us. She was like, do you want me to read the emails and go through them? And I was like, do you know what? I just, I would be terrified in case we miss something. Mm. So I'm kind of taking the responsibility on all myself, which is ridiculous, but I just don't want to miss something that I think, right, that is hilarious do you know what I mean yeah you're um, well, do you know what you're a control freak you're like me I just oh, yeah. I don't trust anyone else totally that that's a problem I was just like no you, I don't trust you to do it so I'm gonna do it all <laughs> myself and just get stressed out about it because that's how ridiculous I am 
it must be lovely though because I do feel a podcast I mean you you have a radio background and and radio is such a, a lovely platform um in relation to the television I always feel radio is just that little bit more personal and then with podcasts again you can control how long it is you know you're not ruled by an ad break or certain mm. things that you have to do by the station this is your podcast you can do what you like do you, do you like having that freedom yeah I love that I absolutely love that um because I worked in commercial radio so it was very much you you had to stick to a certain mantra and you weren't allowed to say things you weren't really allowed to talk about your personal life too much um and don't get me wrong that it's got its place in the world and it makes sense but to be able to talk so freely Mm -hmm. on a platform was it was liberating to be honest after being in radio for a while and and I loved it and I think Chris really enjoyed it because he'd never done radio so it was a little bit different for him and obviously not having an audience there clapping or laughing he he kind of struggled a little bit at first but now he really really loves it and he's found his own little little path in it and yeah it's great it's still really good fun a year on so just going to keep doing it until until we're sick of doing it really would would like chris ever tell a joke and expect i get this i i live with a comedian and sometimes he says a joke and he it's though he wants me to react and applaud i'm like i'm not giving you that no. oh yeah oh yeah all the time laura this is the thing do you get this i'm oh. so desperate to know about other comedians partners right chris will think of a funny story but then he'll say it over and over again to different people to see their reaction. Mm-hmm. Does Ian do that? Yeah, and, and sometimes he forgets he's told me. He'll tell me the story numerous times. Like, you've told yeah. me the story. But he's like, oh, yeah, but I've changed the punchline a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, I, you can't be, I'm not your audience. Yes. Like, what awesome. are you doing? Same. But then you have to listen to the same story oh. over and over again. And you just like, and then you go watch them do it on stage oh. and you don't laugh. And they're like, do you not find it funny? I'm like, I've heard it 75 times. You I'm over actually, it. You could get up there and do it yourself. Yeah. At this stage. Um, I did ask you for a lovely selection of recommendations yes. because there's so many podcasts out there and it can be overwhelming if you're if you're a new listener. And I know, especially during lockdown, a lot of people are getting into podcasts and storytelling and a little bit of escapism as well. And the one question I always get asked is like, where, where do you even begin? Like, what, like wh- what do I look for? And I always, I love li- knowing what other people listen to because mm. I think it really gets an insight. So I, I asked you for a lovely list of your, your top recommendations. And there was a theme, Rosie. Do you want to tell me yes. about the specific type of podcast that you like? I love true crime podcasts. Didn't think that was going to be my bag, to be honest. I thought I would be like comedy, you know, a bit like you, like mind mm-hmm. and well-being and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, true crime all the way. It's it's mostly what I listen to. And I think it started because, how did it start? What was that? I can't remember the first podcast that I listened to. But it was basically, it was a true crime one that somebody mm-hmm. had recommended. Oh, yes, I remember. It was Serial. Yes. I think that's, you know, like, the, that's like the the OG, the original one. I listened to that one, yeah. Yeah, that's like the starter of mm-hmm. podcasts. And I listened to that and it was the first series of that and I just loved it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't like take my AirPods out. I was just listening constantly. And, and from then on, I was like, I just want to listen to similar things like this. And the way that I did it was, you know, when it goes recommended. So if you've listened to this, this is mm-hmm. what we recommend. That's yeah. how I just listened to all the all the podcasts that I've listened to have just been recommendations of the last one that I liked. Is, um, it, is it that embarrassing thing? I know on my Netflix, if I, fr- if, well, I haven't had friends over for a while, but if you have friends over, it goes, you, these might be other films you might like. And sometimes I'm mortified because it really shows what type of films I've been watching. <laughs> and it has all these like really naff, cheesy 80s films. I'm like, you yeah. know what? I, listen, I watch documentaries sometimes, I swear. Listen, eh? It's what you like. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. no, no judgments here. No judgments. So if we go into Rosie Ramsey's, your recommendations are all quite dark. And I do think, Rosie, our 
our culture, like we we are kind of obsessed with serial killers. Mm. And and I think as soon as as we have somebody that we're fixated on and they've been in the media, some time has passed, you can rest assured that somebody will make a TV show about it or podcast about it. Yeah. And and this one particular one who I know a lot of people will be familiar with is the Golden State Killer. I mean, the Golden State Killer has been talked about through books and through different mm-hmm. episodes and, and, and other podcasts like Case File or My Favourite Murder. But this is one podcast specific and it's called Man in the Window. Tell me a little bit about it because it is... It is grim, but it It is is fascinating. Yeah, it is grim. It is dark. And I think the reason it's so gripping is because it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And when you're listening to it, you can't believe that this happened. And to be honest, I I asked my mom about it because I was it in the 70s? Yeah, it was back in the 70s, 80s. I mean, the timeline is huge how long he was killing women yeah yeah and I think it's it's one of those things when I couldn't remember a person because obviously I wasn't alive Mm -hmm. but when you hear about it and it was back in the days where they used to just leave their doors open everybody trusted each other and oh my gosh it's just fascinating and and it's really well I love a podcast that's well told don't leave any facts out and you get to know every single thing and you can hear because obviously it was in the 70s they had news outlets and things like that so you can hear things from the actual time yeah, I just loved it. I was fascinated with that. I listened to that on holiday. Um, <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no, how how grim is that? Honestly, my little boy's there in the pool and I'm just like in the pool with Chris and I'm sitting on the sun lounger watching them lovely listening to a, a murder, a man on a murder and raping spree. <laughs> I was great. I was- I was uh, listening to it uh, last week. I listened to it and I, I put it on before bed. And uh, not Ian, a good time, Laura. No, That's not. I didn't good. know. And it's all about this. So the, it's the first, the first episode. I won't give it too much away. But it opens with um, this girl who had been engaged to him years ago and and didn't realize that it was the same man. But it goes to how he used to come to the window of women, and yeah. I'm here in bed. <laughs> In bed with the window there. And I'm like, this is definitely someone tapping on the window. Just tapping yeah. on the window. Ian's like, there's no one tapping on the window. I'm like, why? I can't. This is not This is not a nighttime. For me personally, this is a, yeah, during the day kind of listen. Yeah, if you live in a downstairs flat or a bungalow, <laughs> don't listen to this. This is not the one for you. Like, terrifying stuff. So this was pasture. And that, that it's was a sweltering California day. And mm-hmm. Bonnie Caldwell is climbing the steep hill of the old family farm. That, that was, this little piece right here was mm-hmm. and then from the At the very, very top is a tall farmhouse, Bonnie's old home. It was right here, 48 years ago, that Bonnie told her fiancé that their engagement was over. He, he wasn't very happy about that. He was um, not, not calm about it. She was still a teenager, barely out of high school, and he was an older Vietnam vet named Joe. It had been exciting at first, but now she was ending things between them. It was just, you know, I want to marry you, you know, we are perfect together, and I don't want you to do this. I think he kind of felt like the door was closing, and there was no bargaining to get it open again. I just said, I, I just I don't want to marry you anymore. She gave him back her diamond engagement ring. He took it, then stepped off her porch and seemed to throw it. And that's where we thought he threw it. Her family and friends spent days looking for that ring. Finally, they realized it was all a fake. He hadn't thrown the ring at all. Still, Bonnie figured that was the end of it. 
but she was wrong. Around the side of the house, there's a line of windows at eye level. So this is my parents' bedroom. This is another bedroom in between. And this was my bedroom. A few weeks after the breakup, Bonnie was asleep in bed, and something startled her awake. And what woke you? Tap on the window. And I, I just pulled it, just a thin cotton curtain on the window, and I pulled it back, and he was pointing a gun at my face. She buried the memory of that night for 49 years, until the day she got a call. Her ex-fiancé, the man at her window that night, had just been accused of being one of the worst serial killers in California history, the Golden State Killer. But I loved it. I was absolutely gripped, and I listened to it in a few days, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Just great. You, you mentioned you liked how, how it was told, and it was it's a, a lady called Paige St. John, who's a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative uh, reporter. So, I mean, she knows her stuff, and I feel like she goes kind of through the victim stories. There's no really stone unturned. Like, she really goes through everything. Oh, yeah, it's really well documented. They don't leave anything out. You feel like you are actually there with them while it's happening and mm. the way that they're explaining it. And it's one of those where it ends and it's like a little bit of, even though it's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And obviously I couldn't wait to find out what happened. So I Googled. Yeah, um, I happened. always do that. I do that with every podcast. <laughs> I become obsessed. Oh, every time I was like, I need to know if they catch this guy. So anyway, I kind of ruined it for myself. But then even even though I knew at the end of every episode, it was like a cliffhanger. And I was like, I need to listen to the next one. I just need, I need to have another hour to listen to this. So just so good. I would definitely recommend that one out of, out of all the true crime ones. That was, mm-hmm. um, I think that's been my favorite one so far. For sure. do, you know, do you know what I found about that? When you mentioned you asked your mom about it because she remembers the stories. Mm-hmm. It was also like, this is, back, this is back around 70s, 80s. It's kind of how women were treated back then. There was one bit in one of the episodes where you know, the woman went to the police and said that she'd been raped. And, and they said to her, call us if you learn who it is. And that was it. And then they, they kind of, that was it. The book was closed. I know. It's crazy. And that was only it's, like 50 years ago. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really interesting how much it's changed over time. Mm-hmm. And thank God it's changed. Mm-hmm. Was it the West Coast of America? Yeah. Is that right? It was, yeah. it was all yeah. down the West Coast, wasn't it? Yeah. And you just moved from like place to place. So all these women were getting raped. And... Oh, so sad because some of them didn't even tell anybody, did they? They just kind of kept it secret because they were they were young girls and, God, it's horrific, but very interesting. But fast and real. Yeah. It's real life. You can't real make that life. shit up. So, so we go from Man in the Window and now we're going to go to Girl Taken, Rosie. Yes. <laughs> oh, just as grim. Just as grim. Um, another real life story. Tell me what the story is roughly about Girl Taken. This was on, uh, this was on uh, BBC Radio 4 actually originated and then into a podcast. I listened to this one just quite recently, actually. I think this might have been a pandemic listen, Laura. Mm. Really nice and grim to lighten the mood. Lovely. Um, it's, it's about a young girl who was taken from her mom. Oh, gosh, where was it? Where it was in Calais, from? wasn't it? The refugee Ca- camp. Yeah. yeah. They took, they took the, the father of the girl took the young girl to mm-hmm. Calais to live in a refugee camp. And he told everyone who was there that the young girl's mother was dead basically um and there's this man from england who was a volunteer there and he's a lovely lovely bloke he comes across so nicely and he was just there to help out and he really got attached to this little girl 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and the dad told him, you know, his mother had passed away and they were trying to get into England. This was back in 2015. So I, I vaguely remember a little bit in, in, in the news. So, yeah, you can tell us roughly the story because, I mean, it doesn't give away how, how great the podcast is. No, so what happened was this man, Rob, I think his name was, he yeah. he was going back to England and the man and the little girl had stored away in his truck. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really know at first. And then he actually, he found out and he was like, what are you doing in here? You, you can't be in here. And he said in that split second, in that moment, he just wanted to help. Mm-hmm. So he kept the little girl, the The father went back to the refugee camp mm-hmm. and he took the little girl back to England. And he just said, it was, she's a little girl, you know? And I think if any of us were put in that situation, mm-hmm. you, you you know, I can't, I can't sit here and say that I wouldn't do the same. Yeah. So he did that. He got arrested and uh, this is this all happened. So he was, you know, he went to court about it and everything. He, he Thankfully, he got let off because I think they understood the situation that he was in and things like yeah. that. And then, yeah, and then so what happened was there was a, what's the journalist's name again? The lady. Sue Mitchell. Yeah, Sue, Sue Mitchell, Mitchell. Yeah, got in touch. She was great. She got mm. in touch with Rob. And they, it was just so interesting. She was just so intrigued by the story and they ended up finding the little girl and the father. And then they got in touch with the mother. And it's just so, so interesting. So mother because, was alive. Yeah, it's, I, I, you know yeah, what? the mother's it makes, alive. It does make you think what you said there, like, what would you do in that situation? Yeah. Because, you, like, that, that guy, Rob, uh, Rob Lowry, he, like, he made this decision and he probably thought he was doing the best and mm-hmm. and made a decision, had good intentions without, you know, knowing the whole consequences around it. And it, it is a really tough one. It probably makes all of us think about, you know, uh, what our morals are, what we would do in that situation. Mm. And there's, it's hard to know what's right or wrong. To, oh, to, it's one of those, it was a life or death situation. He was like, do I leave this little girl here in this awful, you know, in this awful commune with all these, with, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it on the news. It's it's not a nice place to be living. Or do I try to take her to England? And she was only, I think she was three or four. Yeah, and, she did. you know, my little boy's four. And there's no way that if he was in that situation that I could not take him. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really good. It's really well done. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and it's one of those, I think everyone who listens to it will probably take something else away with it. And, and you know, it's like, do you take the father's side? Do you take the mother's side? Mm. Uh, Rob's side in the middle. And everyone will come out of that with their own opinion. And, and I suppose yeah. that's the beauty of podcasts because you'll always have your own opinion. Even with murders, you're like, did they do it? Did they not do it? And I love having the discussion afterwards and go, none of us agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but that's, I think that's the whole, the, the joy of it, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. you can just have your personal opinion about it because it's you, it's only you listening to it. And, and that's quite nice. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
we're talking now about being in lockdown and you know how lucky we are to be in a safe home and a safe yeah. space and have yeah. our family around but it does remind you like so many people are experiencing lockdown in a very different way than us oh oh yeah that's where my thoughts go a lot actually Laura I'm not gonna lie yeah uh, there's I've worked in schools in quite deprived areas. My mom used to work, you know, with social services and things like that. There's a lot going on behind closed doors, which I, I just find really sad. And, you know, there's a lot of people having to go to food banks at the minute. And oh, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, if you sit and think about it for long enough, you just, it's it's really, really sad. Because obviously there's so much going on with, with people, you know, passing mm-hmm. away because of uh, COVID-19. But I think there's a lot more going on behind closed doors, which... <sighs> that, that we don't always know and that's why I no. think sharing stories is so important I've like I find I've talked about this to, to other guests as well like by listening to podcasts by listening to other people's stories I find mm. it really helpful as well to know what's going on in the world and it takes a lot of time for people to talk about things that things have happened to them and things they've experienced but it's important and no matter what anyone's going through to, to be able to reach out and find their story and talk about their story I totally agree and I, I hope people always are so open about telling their stories and things yeah and speaking about people being so open and telling their stories, the next podcast I want to talk about is Scummy Mummies. Mm, um, because this is the podcast for less than perfect parents. Tell me about this podcast. Helen and Ellie, both comedians, absolutely hilarious. They just, they are the epitome of, they just say it like it is. Mm-hmm. And they've got kids themselves and they they make you feel better about all the shit things you do as a mother <laughs> and i just absolutely love them they're such lovely women and it's it's hilarious and it's no it's got no filter um they're just really funny and i just enjoy listening to them chatting to other people because the people they speak to they interview a lot of people in the public eye not always people in the public eye but it they, it kind of starts off quite professional but then after 5 minutes it's like you can you can hear the person they they interview and just kind of relax and then they get really mm-hmm. honest and oh it's such a good listen and they're hilarious as well did you find that helpful for you and and being a mom Oh yeah, I craved that to be honest when I was when I first had Robin because on Instagram and online people only put their best life out. Mm-hmm. They only put the good bits and I get it, like I totally understand. My sister does it. <laughs> God, I absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. But I, we went on a little trip to a uh, a, a light show in in, um, in Sunderland when it's Christmas they put all the lights on and mm-hmm. she's got two little boys and we went and this is before I had Robin and she was taking pictures and to be honest they were absolutely wicked that night they were really bad behaved and then on the night time she put these pictures on and they looked like angels and I was thinking that is not a true representation of the evening we've just had Kate and that's what Instagram is and I don't blame them for it at all because it you know it's nice to show the lovely parts but there is also the horrendous part and that's what I liked about Helen and Ellie that they show the horrendous part they show the bits that people don't want to see they show their sink full of dishes they show their kids eating fish fingers every night Mm -hmm. for tea and you're like oh thank god other people are just trying to get along with it like I am you know Let's have some scummy mummy confessions. Uh, can I go? I'm going to go. Oh, you're so you're, you're chomping at the oh, bit, Ellie. Because <laughs> this one I confess. Well, it's before I forget because it was really recent. It was like about three hours ago. Um, uh, I was bathing my little boys with my mum. She came around to help out, and Charlie, my eldest, um, said he just said something about. He said something about. Oh, I'm going to say the f word, and just instinctively, I thought he doesn't know what it is. And I said, "What's the f word?" And he went, "Fuck," and I went. Ooh. <laughs> And he saw my face and it went, oh, 
it looked like he was about to burst into tears. And I was like, no, no, to be fair, I just asked you what it was. Yeah. And you've told me it's all right. It's all right. But, you know, I need to know where you've heard it. Like, who said it at So school. I can have them killed. You know, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I can cut out their tongue. And, and he was like, um, well, uh, it was Joe, who's my little one, who's like three. And I was like... No, it wasn't. Don't be silly. And then, so as Charlie and I are trying to have this conversation, Joe just starts going, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, oh, God. So my mum, she's like, she's like, no, no, furniture, furniture, furniture. So then Joe stands up in the bath and he just starts going, fucker, fucker, fucker. I'm dead. I'm literally dead. And... Me and my mum, oh, oh, like, we just took one look at each other and I had to leave the room. I, I was like, you have to do it. And oh, I God. stood outside the door and I fucking pissed myself <laughs> while I could just hear Joe going, fuck her. And my mother going, furniture. <laughs> Charlie didn't know what was going on. Oh, my God. And I was hysterical. Oh. Like, I was if it wasn't tricky enough being a parent, we're now in isolation and doing homeschooling. How have you coped with that, Rosie? I, uh, listen, I haven't really done it, if I'm honest. I haven't really. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love your honesty. No, like, well, to be honest, I'm in, a, I'm in a really nice situation because Robin's only four. He's in nursery at the moment, so he's starting reception uh, in September. And yeah, he's he's very much at the just kind of, he's just learned to write his name he does his numbers and stuff but I just think I used to work in the school I used to be a teaching assistant and even I would struggle with teaching children at home mm-hmm. because it's so specific you know when you work in a school and the national curriculum is so specific I think teachers are a little bit terrified like you're going to teach them wrong guys like what if you don't know what you're doing yeah. so what all I've done with Robin is we've been playing out a lot exploring he's been cooking loads it's educational. I wish yeah. I learned more about cooking now as I'm, I eat out quite a lot and mm. I'm never at home. And now I'm at home all the time. I'm like, I wish I did more of this in school because I'm running out of things to cook. No, you're right. I think it's a really important skill to learn. So I just thought, right, well, you can help with cooking. Um, like you say, he's been playing out. He's been playing on the computer with his dad a lot. So that's, you know, slightly educational. The collect rings on Mario. So he counts Lovely. all the rings. At least, at least Chris, at least Chris has an excuse to be on the computer so much. Ian oh, yeah. has no child to be playing with, and he's on it all the time. What well, isn't he doing that Twitch oh, thing? The Twitch. I know you. You sound like me because I'm always like he's doing that Twitch thing. I like <laughs> we sound so old. Do that Twitch thing that they're all on these yeah. days. I have no idea. Oh. Sometimes if I'm busy cooking tea and Chris is in his office, I'll hear him chatting. I'm like, who's he chatting to? And he's on his headset just talking to some random out on blooming Call of Duty or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. So weird. Oh, Ian has the whole headset. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't you just it looks like he works in a call centre. I know. He's just I'm like, who are you talking to? The <laughs> voice is in his old head. Man. Oh I tell you. But well back to Scummy Mummy's there. Yeah, it is a great comedians, Helen Thorne and Ellie Gibson. I mean, they discuss everything. Everything from I mean, recently homeschooling and isolation, but also childbirth, postnatal depression, everything that you could possibly want, as well as kind of, you know, 
regular moms as well they have like psychologists on there and as you said they kind of they start off kind of talking seriously and very professionally and then they mm. just get down to the basics and just having a laugh talking yeah. about motherhood yeah it is it's just having a laugh and then you listen to it and you kind of just feel like you're there laughing along with them and it, it's just great fun um I've seen them live as well and they were amazing they do like um, a comedy sketch type show with loads of different songs in it and they try to find the scummiest mummy in the room so you all have to write down your scummiest mummy situation and then they pick the scummiest mummy and they get like a certificate and stuff it's just such good fun and me and just makes you feel like you're doing a good job even though you might you might not be doing the best job I'm going to put you on the spot if you were in that crowd and you had to write something down what's your scummiest mummy situation oh my goodness what did I write when I went? Oh, it was something, it was like um, when Robin wore nappies for bed, if he hadn't weighed in them, I'd use them for like three or four nights, just the same nappy. And that's probably really bad and going to give him some sort of like urinal infection. But um, I just didn't want to waste them all. You know what so I mean? You're trying, to save, you're trying to save the planet as well. Think I, about I'm it trying to look after the planet, you know. Yeah. There's not much else that you... The, the, the non-disposable nappies are a nightmare. Mm-hmm. My sister tried them, you know, when you you wash them every oh. night. And, oh. do, you have to wa- so you have to wash the shit out? Hand you, wash the you've shit literally out. got to hand wash the nah. shit out and then you've got to get them all dried before... And babies go through so many nappies. So I used to go around to her house, she'd have them all on the line and I was like, Kate, are you managing with this? I think she lasted like two months before she was like, I just, I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay, it's okay. So that was my, I was trying to save the planet, Laura. Very good. Nice. Look at you. Look at you. Love it. Social services going to be knocking at the door. Where's that kid? He's coming with us. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We've all worn the same underwear a few days in a row, especially during lockdown. So I'm well, sure it's fine. Exactly. That's just it's the same thing, man. It's fine. Um, you mentioned there being at the the live show, and um, your podcast, Shag Married Annoyed, was going live. I know you've had to kind of change things around, but how 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 did you feel about uh, announcing the tour and and getting up on stage because it's different doing it in your house with you and Chris to to being up on stage with a full audience watching you yeah oh yeah um excited but also terrified um because weirdly we we both got stage background so I and obviously Chris probably more than me um I know that when we do the tour hopefully one day when it we'll see what happens um Chris will be in his element and he'll probably get too excited and we'll have to have a word off stage going will you calm down um (laughs) but yeah just really Really looking forward to it. Really excited. Hope it goes well. Hope we don't have any arguments before we're about to go on stage because that would be really awkward. Tell me about some of the venues because they're massive. Yeah, Wembley's the biggest one. <laughs> wow. We saw we sold Wembley out in twenty four hours. Oh, you're you're basically a rock star. What, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, or a Spice Girl. I'll have oh, you there. Yeah. You know, we couldn't believe that. And that just shows the power of a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. You know, something that is on your phone for free that you can just listen to turned into doing it live and selling that Wembley. Insane. Absolutely insane. Just hope it's hope it's good. We it's going to be hard because we with the questions from the public and the podcast in general, we don't write anything down beforehand. It's very much off the cuff. It's not prepared other than I get the questions it's not prepared at all mm-hmm. and I want the live show to be like that yeah but obviously it's going to be a lot harder because there's going to be thousands of people there so we want each night to be a bit different and to be more off the cuff than what you would imagine with a with a show if you know what I mean 
The, no, the joy with that as well is because you've got a lot of dates that each show is going to be completely different because the audience will be different. So for mm. you, it's not going to get boring. Yeah, well, that's the that's the hope as well. And as well, it's only, I think it's two weeks, yeah, which is great. And it's it's just long enough, I think, to be able to do it. And uh, obviously, because we've got a little boy, we don't want to leave him for too long. Yeah. And then Chris has got his tour as well. So it's just a perfect little time and it's mm-hmm. exciting. And I hope it'll be, it'll be a good laugh, I think. Be good fun. I think we need a good laugh. How are you feeling though? I suppose with everything that's happening at the moment, social gatherings and big, big venues with a lot of people together, that's the one thing which we're still uncertain about. How does that make you feel about the, the live tour coming up? Oh, it's it's a bit daunting, but yeah. uh, we are, we're currently working as mm-hmm. if it's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, until we're told. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know. I really mm-hmm. don't know. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. But like you say... Theatres haven't been mentioned at all. Yeah. They've mentioned cinemas, I think, briefly, mm-hmm. but not theatres. And I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to put anybody in danger or, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who are really scared and understandably. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I think the day that theatres do come back and the day that live comedy comes back will be like one of the best days ever because I just don't, I don't think you can beat it. I really yeah. don't think you can beat live live comedy or live theatre shows like the West End. Oh my goodness. How could we live without without theatre shows? So I'm just I'm hoping and praying that it'll, you know, it'll come back soon. I think as well, we now realise how important they were. We probably took a lot of theatre shows and going to gigs and live comedy gigs for granted. Now we're gonna be so appreciative when they do come back. Yeah, oh totally. And I think everyone will need a good laugh. Oh after all of this. Oh. Well, thankfully, we still got podcasts, yeah. and um, I love I love how podcasts start out. I know what your podcast are kind of you, you kind of were doing it for yourselves, and, uh, and then it kind of grew and grew and grew. And another podcast, um, which as Giovanna Fletcher's Happy Mum, Happy Baby, she wrote a book and was mm-hmm. just doing this little podcast on the side to accompany the book, and then the podcast just blew up. And I love a bit of G Fletcher because again, she keeps it real. Yeah. Oh, she's just such a nice lady that's that's strange. <laughs> I didn't want to say a person no she's just lovely and um yeah we we went on her podcast and when you meet her and I chatted to her kind of on Instagram a little bit before that but you know you never really know somebody properly mm-hmm. and then we met in real life and I just loved her from the minute I met her she's just a really genuinely lovely person and so was Tom we went out for dinner me and Chris went out for dinner with her and Tom and they were just a gorgeous couple and she's just got a really a really good soul and I think it comes across in a podcast and I love listening to her interviewing she lets the person talk and um, it's always really interesting I think when you're chatting to her because she's so lovely you just really trust her and you really she ends up getting loads out of the people that she's interviewing and I don't think and she doesn't do it in a malicious or awful mm-hmm. way like some people might do she does it in a really lovely like I really want to know your story and I'm really listening and it's her, her podcast is great to listen to did you listen to the one when she interviewed um Kate Middleton yeah I, like, I mean she got Kate Middleton on a podcast I mean that I know. was special what what was that? She messaged me. She said she had some exciting news and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so nosy. I was like, what's your exciting news? Mm-hmm. And then she told me and I was like, no way have you got her on your podcast talking about motherhood. Like that was insane. And it was such a lovely episode. And yeah, I, I just think she's great and she's doing such a good job with it. 
um, people really relate to her because she's really lovely. She is really honest about motherhood. She's talked about, you know, like being a bit down during motherhood. She's mm-hmm. got three little boys and which is, which is hard. And I actually think G as well is really inspirational in the fact that she's got three young boys and she is very much there full-time mothering, but she's also got this amazing career as well. So it is this like unbelievable pressure that we put on ourselves to do what we think is right. And it's there is no right. Like- but also this time around, you would have had, you've had the experience of talking to so many more mums. Absolutely. And understanding that actually there is no right way. And we're all like the judgment that we feel is mostly on ourselves, That's like it. from ourselves. But, but, but also now there are people like you who do podcasts like this where we talk about things mm. that that wasn't happening when I yeah. had Finn. There was a different conversation, you know. Now, you know, there is no reason that any woman should feel on her own or mm-hmm. she should feel like she's the only woman who's experienced something or she should feel like she's a bad mom or doing things wrong because she only has to, you know, turn on her podcast and listen to this or to read something online or to to go and speak to other women to find out she's not on her own. Yeah. And I think, you know, 7 years ago I didn't I didn't have that. I I very much felt like there was a different expectation of women and I put an unrealistic one on myself for sure. How did you find those first few weeks? I, just awful. Terrifying. Um, your body is all over the place. My milk didn't come in for ages, so I just had these like little rock-hard bullets for ages. Oh, it may hurt so, so much. painful. Got mastitis. That wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Finn did not want to latch. Not great. Um, and it was Christmas time, so we had lots and lots and lots of visitors coming around because it was Christmas as well. And then January came. Everyone disappeared and went back to work. It was very dark and grey and cold. And I was like, wow, it's just me and this tiny dude. And he doesn't do a huge amount. He didn't sleep very well. Um, and it was extremely isolating and, mm. and very, very hard. And it's that massive gear change as well, isn't it? It's like you're in London every day, you're boshing it, you're in your career, you're, you've got a team under you and they listen to what you say. And then all of a sudden you're at home, you're on your own, it's bleak outside, the baby will cry and they won't listen to a single word you say because they don't get it, you don't understand them, there's a lack of communication and it feels massively overwhelming. I just think as myself wanting to go forward in my career with children and hopefully have more, it's just really good to see somebody else doing it. Do you know what I mean? Just to kind yeah. of see someone and go, look, G's doing it. I can do mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. Girl power. And I think she's just doing a really good job in that in that sense as well. I thought it was really interesting as well. I remember when I was in her house and we went into this uh, room and there's loads of books in the bookshelves. I mean, she's written most of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is this basically just your shop? Yeah, and it's but, my books, look. <laughs> but how she talked about, you know, having the kids and spending time with them and cooking. And then at night time, when you put them to bed, then going to write her I novel. Or whatever. I'm like, what? I'm like, then you go and write. Like, that's yeah. the end of the day. And it really shows how much you can do in one day if you put your mind to it. Yeah, yeah she's crazy like that she's sometimes on our instagram sometimes at midnight still writing and i'm like what I, how are you doing this and uh, she's, but, she's writing a book and i'm just scrolling through funny memes oh yeah i'm on tiktok learning <laughs> to dance and she's she's writing a novel so <laughs> Great. well do you know what rosie let's talk tiktok because oh. I, I feel like lockdown has been a moment for tiktok and uh at, at christmas time i've got a little godchild who's not and i was minding her and she she was like showing me this tiktok and i'm like what is it's like what is this twitch what is the twitch what is the tiktok <laughs> and she was trying to get me on it and trying i was like 
this is so far from me. This is for like mm-hmm. 12 year olds. Yeah. Lock, lockdown happens, Rosie. I am all over it. I'm over you every are, single you are routine. You TikTok. It's great. I am loving it because it's positive. Uh, are you enjoying it? I love it. I think it's so fun. Lockdown's been the best time for it because I am loving watching, you know, all the families. Yeah. They were all living together, but like mm-hmm. the, the kids are, are grown up, but mm-hmm. they're all living together and they get their mom and dads to do dances and stuff. It's just class and it's so fun. And it, like you say, it's uplifting and it's just taking the mick. And I think like probably like yourself as a performer, it's it's like I finally found my outlet of my weirdness. Yeah. I know it's like it's celebrated to be weird yeah (laughs) it's like I can come on here put a wig on mime along to a song like this is this was made for me where has this been all my life I'm also like how many wigs and fancy dress clothes do you have in your house I've I've got a lot I think I've been collecting wigs for a few years now um and the fancy dress stuff yeah I've always just been a bit weird Laura I'm not gonna lie I'm jealous I wish I had accumulated more for this time Oh, you need to get yourself some wigs. They're not good wigs either. They're just really cheap ones from Amazon. Get yourself on there. Get a few wigs in. How does Chris feel about uh, the time you spend on TikTok? Oh, I hate it. He, <laughs> he's like a grumpy old man, Chris. And uh, if he hasn't if he hasn't spotted it first and he doesn't know how to use it, he says that he doesn't like it. So I think what will happen is it will keep taking off, taking off. And he might, he might kind of delve into it a little bit and be like, oh, what's this? And have a look. Then he might pretend that he likes it then. But yeah, it's not, it's not really his bag. Even though he's a comedian, he's not like a fun person. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> That's made me laugh so much. No, no, he's a bit, can I swear on you? Oh, no. Yeah. He's yeah. a bit of an arsehole. Yeah. Like... He's funny on stage and he is a really funny person, but in general life, he's, he's a miserable arsehole. So TikTok is not his thing. Would you go as far to say that you're funnier than him in real life? I, I, <laughs> this is the thing. I think I've got more of a fun personality, yeah. but I don't think I'm funny yet. Chris knows how to like structure a joke and how to be, he's really quick. He's really quick witted and you'll know it, it like you know, in a sarca- he's very sarcastic in that kind yeah. of way. But uh, whereas I think I'm just a bit of a Mickey taker. So I don't know. I think it's a bit of both. And I think on the on our podcast especially, I love that I've kind of, I feel like I've brought to the surface the personality of Chris that I see loads. Because mm-hmm. it is in there. He does have a fun side. But because he's this comedian on stage and, you know, like, oh, lads, lads and all that, yeah. it doesn't come out all the time. So I feel like... It's come out a little bit. And what about you getting Ian dancing and everything on your TikTok? Well, I'm surprised because I thought Chris would be more involved because obviously he can dance because of Strictly. So I, I'm surprised Let's, he wouldn't. Come on, Laura, calm down. I don't know if he can <laughs> dance. I don't know. I think it's. I think he's forgotten the skills now. Not going to well, lie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he did brilliant on Strictly. He did a lot better than, than I thought as well. Yeah, I Ian doesn't like doing TikTok, but every now and then I'm like, look, have an hour on Twitch and then give me, give me one dance routine. Yeah, you've got to come and do it with me. <laughs> And you've got to have like six beers before you do it. That's what how I would do, get Chris What you it. do is you, you bribe your other half to, to do the things you want and that's how a relationship works. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the final recommendation I want to talk about from your list, going back to, to what you love, it's Blood Ties. Mm. Tell me about Blood Ties. This blood is great. Blood Ties, it's a bit of a true crime, but it's a drama. So it's it's fictional. And it's it's like listening to a film 
<laughs> but on your phone. The story's really gripping. There's not loads of turns and twists. I mean, it, mm. it, there's enough turns and twists to keep you interested, but mm-hmm. there's only, I think there's like five main characters who you hear the voices of, so mm-hmm. you don't have to get used to certain voices. And I just thought it was really well done, and it's made me want to listen to a few more dramas on yeah. um, podcasts as well. It was just a nice little break from the grim and the doom and gloom of true crime. It is um, great for actors as well, if you think about it, because, I mean, everything has had to be put on hold, films, mm. um, TV series. So this is something that probably a lot of actors can do remotely from home as well and record. Yeah. So they'll still be making them. Oh, yeah. And it's and as well for writers. It'll be a really good outlet for writers yeah. to kind of get, you know, shorter stories out there. Because mm-hmm. I think it was only six episodes and they yeah. weren't they weren't really long. Um, so, it, yeah, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely recommend that one. If they haven't landed yet. If they haven't landed yet, then we're going to have to spend the holidays listening to our father go on about landing the Cessna in a storm. Except he's going to call it a hurricane. I talked to mom when they were in the air. They were 20 minutes out and that was three hours ago. Right. Yeah, they're coming in on my phone too. Kids, something's happening. She says something's happening. I love you both. Your dad is... The last thing my mom ever sent me was a text message. It said, something's wrong. Your dad is... My dad is... What exactly, Mom? What is he? Tragic news out of the Caribbean this evening where Dr. Peter Richland is feared dead. Richland... From Wondering, the makers of Dirty John and Dr. Death comes Blood Ties, a new scripted audio drama starring Gillian Jacobs, Josh Gad, and Amy Landecker. My name is Gillian Jacobs, and I play Eleanor Richland. I'm Josh Gad, and I'm playing Michael in Blood Ties. Michael. Michael. Richland. Richland like the company you work for. Blood Ties is mystery, intrigue, revenge. You really don't know what exactly is going on. You don't know what anyone's agenda really is. Your father did many great things in his life, but I've been looking at some other things, and I'm offering you the chance to help me tell the truth about him. Don't call me again. Look, it's the same chance I offered your mother. But did you really never hear any of these rumors before? Well, I'm his daughter, Connie, so no one's really telling me rumors like this. It's really the story about this brother and sister trying to put these pieces together after a tragic accident involving their parents in a plane crash. Richland Health Services assured me they'll take care of everything. What do you mean by everything? I'm not leaving till we find my dad. Well, we are getting on that plane. And also learning and uncovering the truth, not only as it relates to their parents, but uh, certain truths inconvenient truths, I might add, about themselves. I know you met with Connie from the Times, and I know your mother met with her, too. Let's just assume we know everything about everything, okay? They're really pushing back now. They're really pushing back hard. They're using his death as a reason to kill the story once and for all. We need to find out what the hell is happening. 
Um, so this is Blood Ties. So basically the story roughly is when Eleanor and Michael, um, they're played by Gillian Jacobs and Josh Gad. They lose their parents unexpectedly in a small plane crash. Bum, bum, bum. They must choose between two very different paths. Honour their father's legacy as a world-renowned cardiologist and healthcare magnet or risk everything for the truth. Bum, bum, bum. The truth. The truth. I love that. They must search for the truth. What yeah. is the truth? I'll not tell you. I don't want to ruin the story. <laughs> But uh, it, it is, it's just gripping. And I love, do you know, everyone's talking about like what you're watching on Netflix, what you're watching on Amazon, what you're watching. And there's all these stories of so many different platforms and podcasts have them just the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know it was a thing. I actually, not going to lie, started listening to it thinking it was a true crime. I thought, oh, this sounds good. But it wasn't, it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, so, you saw blood written in the headline, yeah, right? blood like, in the title, uh, blood's good for me. It was, it was when it started and it had like background music and, uh, and a bit like the arches. Remember the arch when they do the footsteps yeah, and all that kind yeah, of stuff in yeah, the ground? Yeah. It had all of that and I was like, this is really well done. Oh, I love that they opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really works though. Honestly, I was hooked. I loved it. And it's not, and it's recorded really well. Like, you know, some of the documentaries that they're like done on a dictaphone and yeah. in somebody's pocket and you're like, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? This was really professional. And that, that was great. And I had the sound effect of the plane, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. it. Blood ties. I will actually check out folks. I don't listen to a lot of, of dramas on podcasts. As I said, I started out just listening to all the the self-help ones. Because I oh, need the help. <laughs> I'm so depressed. Give the podcast. But now, but now I'm all right. Now I'm going to go and branch into other areas. But um, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for, for all those recommendations. Uh, I want to ask you, because I normally ask people where they normally listen to podcasts. I know you mentioned on holidays. Would you normally listen to them alone? Do you kind of stick the headphones in or would you ever kind of be listening with, with Chris or, or whoever? Oh, I'm very, I'm very much an alone listener in a mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I like to whack the headphones in. I usually do it when I'm kind of, and this sounds so middle class, when I'm watering the gardens, when I'm watering the plants in the gardens, or when I'm out on a walk, or when I'm cooking tea um, yeah. or dinner, sorry, just other us. I usually put my uh, headphones in, I've got a podcast on. So I like, I like to do it on my own. Thank you so much, Rosie. I really enjoyed this. This is Thank lovely. You. Great, great recommendations. And best of luck with, with the podcast. How many more? Uh, do you just continue doing them every week or do you take a little break or what's the plan? We're just going to keep doing them once a week until people get sick of listening to it. That's that's the plan. But we're still really enjoying it. And I've still got like, you know, them thousands of emails to get through. So I don't think it's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. And congratulations on reaching over 25 million downloads as well. Thank done. you. May I keep going? Lots of love to the family. Thank you. You too. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. And that's it. Another episode down as we delve deep into my guest's audio world. I hope you get cast away by today's top podcast picks. Yeah, I just said that. Sorry. All of the podcasts we've mentioned today are included in the episode show notes. Now, if you love this conversation as much as I did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly installments of Cast Away delivered straight to your phone, hit the subscribe button. Until next time, that's it from me. Take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.